Hi, welcome to Ready to Scale Season 3. I'm your host, Ellie Perlman. I'm a real estate investor, syndicator, and operator of multifamily properties. And in this season, we're going to focus on dialogues that drive success. Building real wealth is not a fairy tale nor rocket science, but there's so much to learn. So grab a cup of coffee and join me each week for in-depth conversations with successful real estate investors. Conversations that are designed to help you drive your wealth, investment, knowledge, and lifestyle to the next level. And of course, you can always go to my website, elliperlman.com, to read more about investing passively in multifamily. Hello everyone, this is Ellie Perlman broadcasting from Providence, Rhode Island, and today on the episode I'm going to talk about how to allocate your wealth between stocks, angel investing, and real estate. So I want to start with a disclaimer. I'm not an investment advisor. This is just my opinion as a passive real estate investor and a syndicator and owner-operator based on my business knowledge. Based on my experience, you know, I invest in all three and I wanted to share with you the pros and cons and how my husband and I allocate our wealth between stocks, angel investing and real estate. So first and foremost, you know, stocks are obviously the most liquid, but the markets are volatile. And this is, to be honest with you, this is what my husband Ben does. He is the one who's investing in the stock market, you know, he reads the news a lot. He has a good feel of, you know, where to invest, when to pull, you know, the money out of the market. But it is, as I mentioned, very volatile. So I remember beginning of the year around January or February, we understood that something was happening with Wuhan. We saw we were living in Los Angeles at the time and we saw that flights are still, we saw there were still direct flights coming from Wuhan landing on a U.S. soil in Los Angeles. We lived about 25 minutes outside of LAX. And so we decided to pull our money out of the stock market, which turned to be a good decision. But if we were not paying attention to what was happening in the news, and if we didn't believe that COVID would impact the economy, then we would probably lose a lot of money. So this is why the stock market is interesting, but it's not something that is near and dear to my heart. Then you have angel investing, which you know you don't really have any cash flow There's no liquidity, but the payoff is huge if you hit a home run. I have to say that it's an exciting part of my portfolio. I went to MIT. I saw how companies work, you know, how startups form. And it's very exciting to be part of something like that, of a new company. But you have to be willing to put your money where you can actually lose it all and be very patient. It can take you know, a decade or five years, seven years until you're going to see your money back, until you're going to see, you know, any payoffs, if any. And then you have real estate. So in my household, basically my husband, he's doing the stock market investing, the stock investing. Real estate is obviously me. And then angel investing, we basically sit together every weekend, every other weekend, we review all the offers that come our way and decide together 
if we want to invest in a startup or pass on it. Then we have, you know, as for real estate, it's semi-liquid because there's a way to sell your shares, to sell your, you know, your share of the real estate, uh, the company that owns the real estate that you're investing in. You do have immediate cash flow and returns are pretty good, maybe not as as high as an angel investing when you make a home run. I think for me, the most interesting thing about real estate is the tax benefits because you can create losses on paper and you know through cost segregation, which is kind of an accelerated depreciation with the capital expenditures to load them you know, into the deal. And basically you can make money and still have losses on paper and you can lower your taxable income across all your passive investments, which is a, a huge benefit that we don't really have with angel investing unless you're losing all your money and you write it off as a loss or with the stock market. You know, I think that things might change with the new administration that is going to roll into being effect in 2021. We might see higher capital gains tax. We might see changes to bonus depreciation. Still early days, so we still don't know what's going to happen. And basically, the main question is how you should allocate your wealth between those three investment vehicles, which in each has its own pros and cons. At least from my point of view, that's you know what I was I was going over a few minutes ago. So I personally prefer to put at least 70% of my net worth into real estate, mainly because of the tax benefits. Also, you know, I'm a sponsor, I'm a syndicator. So real estate is kind of near and dear to my heart. I understand it. I love real estate. It's something that I'm passionate about. So normally I allocate most of my net worth into real estate. And then between stocks and angel investing, angel investing is for me much more exciting because, you know, it's much more exciting to be part of a newly formed company. You feel that you're actively, you know, you're kind of, you're taking your own small piece of changing in in helping the economy and helping grow the economy. So for me, being part of a, newly formed company or young company is much more exciting than a mature one or basically passively investing in a stock market. So when my husband and I, when we invest in a company, in a startup, we invest with VCs and these are large corporation, large companies, or even medium-sized companies, but they vet the deals. They have an entire team that does the research on the market, the opportunity, the numbers that are projected, the team. And so we are limited partners the same way that many of the people who are listening right now, they're limited partners in a syndication, either my syndication or other sponsors syndications. And so that's what my husband and I do with other VCs. We are limited partners in those deals and that's how we invest. So all the deals that we see, they've been vetted by VCs that we're basically investing alongside with. And so I enjoy that part because I use my experience, you know, working for startups when I was at MIT, when I got my MBA degree. So when I'm looking at a startup opportunity that is an angel investing opportunity, I'm looking at how strong the team is, if they have the relevant experience, because somebody can have, you know, they can have a great idea, but if they don't really have the right experience then the startup is more likely to fail than to succeed. I'm also looking to the product, see how unique it is and how different it is from other products out there. 
somebody can have the best experience, the best idea, but there are five other strong companies that are competing in the same, they're swimming in the same waters. So I would normally shy away from that. If there's anything that my time at MIT taught me is that the execution is sometimes more important than the idea. And execution is partially based on the strength of the team and partially based on the uniqueness of the opportunity and how crowded the waters, you know, where the company is basically swimming at. So this is just kind of my two cents on how I allocate my money. So as I mentioned, I like most of it, I like it to be still invested in real estate, mainly because it's conservative and it provides amazing tax benefits. And even though I'm investing in, in startups, I am by nature, I'm more of a conservative investor I think than many angel investors. And so for me, that's why it's really important to understand the team's bio experience and how unique this offering is, as well as when it comes to the market. So for me, it's also important to have barriers to entry because if everyone can basically compete and start the same company tomorrow, then you have other competitors and your chances of hitting a home run are not very high. So that's how I look at it. Again, I like to diversify between stocks, angel investing in real estate. Most of my money is in real estate, then angel investing in a small portion of it is in the stock market. I know for many investors, it's the exact opposite. Most of their money is invested in the stock market and a little bit in real estate and maybe a little bit or none in angel investing. I like to, you know, to diversify. I enjoy what I do. I love real estate. So naturally I'm attracted to real estate and that's where I put, you know, most of my money in. It's not an easy decision to allocate your wealth between those three investment vehicles, but I highly recommend that you do diversify. And again, I'm not an investment advisor. So if you want to diversify and you feel that you don't have the tools, the time or the knowledge to do it, you can just hire an investment advisor, hire someone who can help you make those decisions, who can help you go over the opportunities and basically recommend if this is a good investment or not. That's it for today, guys. Be bold, be great. Keep pushing forward and I'll see you on the next episode. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.